Welcome to the City Church Sermon Podcast. City Church is a new church located in the city of Frisco, Texas, just north of Dallas. Our hope and prayer is that the following message can serve as an encouragement and as a blessing and inspiration in your walk with Christ. If you have any questions about City Church and want more information about us or you want to visit during one of our Sunday celebrations, please visit us online at citychurchfrisco.org or email us at hello at citychurchfrisco.org. If you would like to contribute financially to this ministry, you can do so at citychurchfrisco.org slash give. Thank you for listening. First Kings chapter 18. We're going to start in verse 1. After a long time, in the third year, the word of the Lord came to Elijah. Go and present yourself to Ahab, and I will send rain on the land. So Elijah went to present himself to Ahab. And we're going to stop right there. And then we're going to go all the way to verse 41. Now, we're not going to read everything in between. There is some crazy stuff that goes on, and I recommend you to catch up on the story. But I want to specifically focus on the rain today. And in verse 41, that continues. And Elijah said to Ahab, go eat and drink, for there is the sound. Everyone say the sound. There is the sound of a heavy rain. So Ahab went off to eat and to drink, but Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel, bent down to the ground, put his face between his knees. Go look toward the sea, he told his servant. And he went up and looked. There is nothing there, he said. Seven times Elijah said, go back. The seventh time the servant reported, a cloud as small as a man's hand is rising from the sea. So Elijah said, go and tell Ahab, hitch up your chariot and go down before the rain stops you. Meanwhile, the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose, a heavy rain started falling, and Ahab rode off. To Jezreel. Today we're going to be asking ourselves the question, are you willing to see? Are you willing to see? Let's pray. Father, we come before your presence at this moment. I give you honor and I give you glory. I thank you, Lord Jesus, because you have been so good. Lord, all of us have gone through a different week. Our situations, our circumstances are different. But it all culminates and it all begins once again at this moment, at this time, where whatever happened during this past week, whatever difficulties, whatever trials, or whatever successes we may have had, we are here together gathering as a group. We've worshipped your name. We've lifted up our hands in our, in our song. And we've given you honor and we give you glory. And at this moment, Lord, we gather to hear your voice and to see what you want to do in our lives. And I ask you, God, that you would speak into our lives today. Bless my brother. Bless my sister. In Jesus' name, I pray. Can somebody say amen? Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Hallelujah. Have you ever made a promise and then not kept it? And I'm going to put you guys 
on the spot. Have you ever made a promise and not kept it? I want you to raise your hand. We have all at one time or another declared something to somebody and we may have not thought of it as a promise but when we tell somebody that I'm going to do something and then we don't follow through on that something we are breaking our word we are breaking a promise that we've made to someone how about have you ever have you ever been on your way somewhere and someone calls you up and says hey where are you and you're like don't worry I'm 10 minutes I'm just right around the corner and in reality, you're like another 20 minutes away. Or, or, or when you were younger, your mom was about to leave, and she's like, your room better be clean by the time I get back. Yes, mom, my room will be clean by the time I get back. And then mom gets back, and what happens? Your room is still not clean. And we may not, cons- or how about, this is another one. Someone calls you or texts you and you, and you don't answer. You just text, I'm a little busy right now. I talk to you later and you're not really busy. You just don't want to talk to the person at that moment. That You guys don't do that. I know you guys don't do that. I don't do that neither. Amen. Amen. But we may not consider these declarations. We may not consider these things as promises. But when you and I say something... When you and I declare something, when you and I state something, sometimes we've gotten to a point in society or in our own lives, we've gotten to a point where our words don't seem to carry a lot of weight. And I just want to tell you today that God is not like you or, or me. That when God says something in his word or when God declares something over your life, God, when he says something, he means it. When God says a promise or speaks a promise over your life, he is not like you or like me. He will keep his promise. The problem is that we make assumptions That because I break my promises or because others have broken their promises to me, others have straight up lied to my face. Sometimes we we, we project that same image upon God and believe that that if other people lie, that maybe, maybe God said something, but maybe, maybe he's not going to make it come to pass. Maybe it's not going to happen. And there's moments in our lives, there's moments in our lives when when we've heard a promise of God or, 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 or we read a promise of God here in the Bible or, or we hear the preacher uh, declare these promises of God in our lives, but yet things don't seem to be happening in our lives. And either God, we make the assumption, either God is just not going to do that in my life or God is just being absolutely silent Let me tell you, God's silence does not indicate his absence. God being silent doesn't mean that he's checked out of your life. Just because God is silent doesn't mean that God is not working in your life. 
And this is where you and I have to be very careful because in these moments, when God is silent in my life, when God is silent in your life, this is when the enemy comes and begins to lie to us. This is when the enemy begins to also work in our, in our lives and tries to get a, a hold and tries to get a, a foothold in your life and tell you, you know what? That promise that God made to you, that promise that's in the Bible, that doesn't apply to you. Because... You're not worthy of that because you, you've, you've done too many things and, and God just won't forgive that. I know, I know that the Bible says that he can forgive everything and that God can do things in your life. But, but you, man, you, you really just, you're just way too out there. And we begin to believe these lies in our lives. We begin to, to believe that maybe God is not going to speak into our lives. Maybe God is not willing to do that for us. And just maybe we are not going to see God's promises be fulfilled in our lives. We read this story about Elijah proclaiming that there will be rain. We read this story about a, a famine that's been going on in, in chapter 17. We didn't read this, but uh, 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 Elijah comes to the king, to King Ahab, and to Queen Jezebel. Now the Bible says that Ahab and Jezebel, they did more evil before the sight of God than any other one before them. These guys, these were bad dudes. They were bad people. And they were the ones leading the nation. So Elijah comes and says, as the Lord, the God of Israel lives, he will not allow rain in this land because there is a judgment over your life. There is a judgment over the nation because you have turned away from God. And it's all because of you, Ahab, and it's all because of you, Jezebel. And there will be neither rain nor dew in the morning. Until I say so. And sometimes in our lives. We feel this is our situation. We have done some evil thing. We have done something that pulls us away from God. And we feel like things in our lives are drying up. The blessings that God had upon our lives, they're drying up. The, 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 the many promises that God had said he would fulfill in your life, it, it feels like nothing is happening. And for the next three years or the last three years, it feels like things are just dying all around us. But there comes the moment when God speaks to Elijah and, Elijah tell, and God tells Elijah, there will be rain. Make the proclamation, make the declaration, let it be known that it will rain in the land again. Because the reality is that we do make mistakes, church. We do commit errors in our lives. And there are these moments in which it feels like God is just silent in your life. God is silent in my life. 
But if, let me, I just want to let you know, and I just want to help somebody today. And I want to tell you that if God made a promise to you, the fulfillment of God's promise in your life is not about you, and it's not on you, but rather it's on God. That if God says something will come to pass, it will come to pass. It depends on God, not on you. And though, yes, you've made mistakes, it doesn't mean that the promises of God have been invalidated. It doesn't mean that they've been nullified, that they become void. When God spoke into your life, God knew exactly who he was speaking to. God did not wake up as if God sleeps, right? God did not one day the sun rise and then all of a sudden you made that mistake that's been haunting you your whole life. And then God said, oh, myself, I didn't see that coming. And I made all these promises to him or to her. I'm going to take it all back. That is not the God we serve. God knows every detail of your life, past, present, and future. He knows the mistakes you will make tomorrow, but yet even then he says that it's not that I, that you loved me, but I loved you first. It is even while we, had, we were sinners, he came and gave his life as a ransom. If God says it will come to pass, it will come to pass. The Bible says that Elijah declared it with his words, there will be rain. The Bible says that we are more than conquerors, but yet it feels like instead of conquering anything, we keep failing at everything. Instead of being victorious, it feels like we're being defeated. Instead of being encouraged, we are discouraged. Instead of being full of hope, we're hopeless. Instead of being healed, it seems like we get sicker and sicker. But where is God? Where has God gone to? Where does God, where is God in my life? And Elijah said, there will be rain. God told me there will be rain. We look at these situations. We've heard the promises. And in verse 41, Elijah tells Ahab, I hear the sound. Everybody say sound. I hear the sound of a heavy rain. I promises of God but yet things don't seem to be happening I just don't see it I hear pastor yell it all the time and not that I'm yelling right I hear pastors declare it all the time I read it in my bible reading plan I've even had people speak into my life and say God has great plans for you but I just I, I hear it but I just don't see it I hear it, but I don't see it. And when we look at our situation, we, we hear the rumblings, we've heard the promises, but we don't see anything happen. And this is what I'm going to tell you, church. You need to understand when we talk about this word willing, are you willing? Are you willing to risk? Are you willing to connect as we spoke last week? Everything that we're willing to do, it needs to be done in faith. 
We live by faith, not by sight. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 1 says that faith is the confidence of the things that we hope for. An assurance of what we do not see. Faith means that if it's declared, even I don't see it, I know it's happening. Faith says that if it's been promised to you, even though it doesn't seem like anything's happening, I've heard it, I heard the sound, I have to believe it. It doesn't look like it today, it may be tomorrow. It doesn't look like it this week, it may be next week. It doesn't look like it this year, it may be, it doesn't even look like it this decade. You know what, it may not even look like it in this generation, but God declared it in my life. Elijah heard the sound of the heavy rain. He went up to the mountain. He tells Ahab, you better go. You're going to get caught up in the rain. You better go eat. You better drink. And Elijah goes up to the mountain with his servant. And the Bible says that Elijah started praying and he tells his servant go look to the sea and report back and Elijah's praying and the and the servant goes up i don't know if he had to climb up a little bit more to be able to see the mountain or the, to see the sea and he's looking he's looking around and he comes back to Elijah and he says hey there was nothing there isn't that like our lives sometimes we come to church we go to work we look at our family and it seems like like just there's nothing there it seems like I, I came for a breakthrough. I came for my miracle. I want my marriage to work. I want a good relationship with my kids. But man, my kids are they just all over the place. And it just seems like I keep looking. I look here. I look there. I look everywhere. And there's just nothing there. Elijah's there. And he says, well... Go look again. Go back. The servant goes back. He looks around. He comes back. I don't see anything. Go back, says Elijah. We get stuck in droughts in our lives. And we got to understand that when God allows dry times in our lives, when God allows for the rain to stop, when God allows for certain things to, to get cut off from us, God is working something in our lives. Is it possible? Is it possible that God has allowed you to lose certain things along the way to make room for the new things he wants to do in your life? Is it possible that you lost that boyfriend or that girlfriend because God says, hey, that's not good for you. I got something better. Is it possible that job that you lost, is it possible that God said, no, 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 you're too busy here. I need some room in your life because I've got a better opportunity for you. And you think you're stuck in a drought. You think nothing's happening. You hear the promises, but you don't 
see it. You may lose things a lot. Understand, church. Not everything that you start with is going to go with you through your whole journey of life. Not everyone that started with you is going to finish with you. Not every blessing you had in the beginning will be there at the end. Because God is constantly making room for the new things in your life. We hear the sound, but we just don't seem to see it when we're in the middle of that process. When we're in the middle of God working in our lives. But I believe that the most important thing in this process, church, we can find it in verse 42. And if we're not careful, we, we read through these verses and we don't stop long enough to contemplate it and to think about it and, what, and apply it to our lives. But in verse 42, I believe that the reason why Elijah seems to be able to keep calm, the reason that Elijah seems to be able to just keep trusting in the Lord, it, it, the reason is found here. I, I don't see anything, Elijah, go again. I don't see anything, Elijah. Go again. The Bible says that seven times. I, I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if the servant was getting a little frustrated. I don't know if the servant was a little bit upset. I don't know how much he was having to climb up and down, up the steps, up the stairs, up the mountain. I'm coming home again to the third floor in the apartment. I still don't see anything. I'm coming up again hoping my finances are better. Seem like they're worse. I'm coming up again hoping that they call me for that job. Nothing again. This is getting frustrating. This is getting ridiculous. God, where are you? I hear the promises. I hear you saying these great things in my life, but I just don't see anything. We didn't read this, but from verse, uh, verse 1 to verse 41, there's some crazy things that happened to Elijah. Elijah had to go live uh, in a cave, and he drank uh, from a brook. And ravens were feeding him. I mean, these creepy ravens are bringing you food. Can you imagine? And then the same drought that God told him to say that was going to happen, it affected Elijah as well. The brook from which he drank dried up. Because when God speaks in our lives, there are things that happen that you and I don't understand. All we see is the now. All we see is the present. All we see, all we see and feel is the pain and the suffering. But little do we know that God is working to reestablish that blessing. Because God's got something better for you. God's got something better for me. And if we're not careful, we read through this and we, we don't catch it. But it says in verse 42, Ahab went off to eat and drink. But Elijah climbed to the top of Carmel. 
bent down to the ground and put his face between his knees. I believe that the reason why Elijah did not freak out like you and I freak out sometimes when the rain doesn't come, when that blessing doesn't come, when that prayer is not answered, when it seems like things are getting worse. It's because Elijah was able to keep the correct posture in his life. And I wonder how many times if you and I would just assume the correct posture and if we would just keep our face to the ground, understanding that it's not you, it's not me, but that it's up to God to fulfill the promise. All I can do is be faithful. All I can do is continue showing up. All I can do is continue working. All I can do is continue believing. God's got it in his hands. You church, you got to keep the right posture. You got to stay before the Lord. You got to keep humbling yourself. You got to keep seeking God. We freak out because we try to do God's job. Oh, I don't see him moving. I, I don't see it happening. Maybe if I quit this job, I'll go look at this job and maybe things will work out. Maybe this boyfriend didn't work, but I'll find this other boyfriend. Maybe this girlfriend didn't work. I'll find this other girl. Maybe, maybe we even, uh, we even replace husbands and wives. Because... Things just don't seem to be worth. I just don't see God in my circumstance. I don't see God working. We're busy running around, chaotic, busy in our lives. We say yes to everything. Don't leave room for God. And God says, just, just get in the right posture, my son. Church, just get in the right. Seek me. Look for me. Know me. Get to know me. I want to get to know you, son. I want to get to know you, daughter. I want you to be connected to me. Are you willing to see that? Elijah didn't freak out. Elijah, I don't see anything. Go again. Elijah. I don't see it. Go again. Elijah, why don't you go? I'm tired of going. Go. I mean, I don't know how long it was to go see where the sea was at. Maybe it was a 30-minute walk. Then he come back 30 minutes round, uh, an hour round trip. And he did this. Maybe seven hours of this happened. But the whole time, Elijah stayed on his knees. The Bible doesn't say that he got up. The Bible doesn't say that he went to go take care of some stuff. He didn't say that he went to go take uh, care of the activities that his kids have to take care of. He didn't say that he had to go to work and get some overtime. He didn't say that, no, I can't go home because I got too much to do. And, and yeah, I know my wife needs me. I know my husband needs me. But I, I'm busy right now. No, he stayed on his knees. He had the correct posture. Go back. Go back. I don't see anything, Elijah. Go back. Seven times this happened. 
some of us keep going back to the mountain. We don't see anything. We go one time. We start praying. We go a second time. There's still nothing. And some of us, that's, some of us don't even try the third time. God puts prayers and, and desires in our lives and says, you know what, I'll do, I'll do it for you. Because the Bible says that God will grant the desires of your heart. And we expect that after one two-minute prayer, God will answer and give and fulfill our desire. Go back and see. Go back and see. Go back and... Oh, wait a minute. I should have brought my glasses. Let me get some shades. Ah, that's, that's too small. Well, it looks like it's something coming out of the sea. Elijah! I think I see a cloud. I, I, I think I see something. I mean, it's, it's small. I don't know. Maybe that's not what you were looking for. And sometimes, guys, we, we, we look at things and all of a sudden we see something very small in our lives. And it looks very insignificant. And us as human beings, because we want God to answer now. We want an immediate gratification. We see it and what happens? We tend to ignore it. No, that's not it. That's not what I wanted. That's not what I need. It doesn't look like what I was asking for. Church, do not despise the insignificant or seemingly insignificant things in your life if you've been seeking God if you've been praying and you're asking God to do something in your life and all of a sudden there's an opportunity that comes up and it's not exactly what you wanted but you you and it's not exactly how you pictured it don't just despise it There's a cloud. I mean, it's the size of a man's hand. See, some of us would have looked at it, and I'm not even going to tell him because that's not, that's not what we want. Some of us look at it, and, and we get angry. There's a story in the Bible that uh, Jesus is, is preaching, and he's teaching, and, he, and there's the crowds that are following him. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the disciples tell Jesus, hey, Jesus, it's, it's kind of late. You've kind of lost track of time. And I know you don't wear a watch. You don't have the eye watch with you. But, but you, it's time. They need to go eat because if not, we're going to start having some people faint. And it's kind of hot out here. You know, the Middle Eastern sun. Uh, Jesus says, why don't you guys feed them? We, we, we don't have. Don't you have something? Go look for something. Find some. Jesus. It's 5,000 people. I can just imagine somebody like, well, we do have, tell him we have, no, you tell him. 
that's not enough. What was he? What are we gonna do with that? Jesus, we we have five loaves and two fish. See what somebody looks at small. When somebody thinks it's not enough. Jesus said, "Just bring something to me." Because if I promise it to your life, because I declared it over you, it doesn't matter how small it may be. It doesn't matter how insignificant it may look. It doesn't matter how small the step may be. Bring it to Jesus. Jesus said, well, bring it. Come on. Jesus blessed it. And the Bible says that it multiplied. He fed 5,000 men. Nodding, that doesn't even include the number of women and children that were in the crowd. And Jesus says, bring what you think is insignificant, that insignificant talent, that insignificant ability, that insignificant thought, that insignificant vision. Bring it to me and I will multiply it. In my hands, what is insignificant becomes great. In my hands, what is not important becomes important. In my hands, what seems like there's no potential has endless potential. Bring it to Jesus, church. Don't despise the small things in your life. Stay on your knees. Keep seeking God. And when God gives you, even if it's a small opportunity, God can turn it into something great for your life. It's not insignificant. There's a small cloud, Elijah. It's not what you asked for, Elijah. And that's what we hear sometimes, right? Our so-called friends. Well, that's not what you asked for. Didn't they say they were going to let you sing on Sundays? And they just want you to help set up? Didn't they say that you were going to be doing community work and they just want you to join a small group? Didn't they say they were going to let you play on Sunday? I can keep going and on, right? That's not what they told you to that that's not what they don't despise the small things. The significance in your life is not found in what you can do, but rather in what God can do, can do through us. What God can do through the little things that you have. You have uh, the ability to, to welcome people, then welcome people. You have the ability to be friendly, then be friendly. You have the ability to connect to someone and bring them to church, then bring them to church. Because this is where we believe God can work in people's hearts and today we're going to witness firsthand death coming to life we're going to witness people say i truly confess jesus with my lips and i confess that he is savior of my life and it all began with somebody smiling at somebody it's insignificant god gave you a great smile I have yet to see somebody with a bad smile here. Use it. God gave you an ability that no matter how insignificant you may think it is, use it for the honor 
and the glory of God. And one day, that insignificant thing you see is no longer going to be the size of a small hand or the size of a man's hand. That thing, it says in the word of God, in verse 45, that the sky grew black with clouds. The wind rose and a heavy rain started falling. The rain will come in your life. The drought will end. Maintain the correct posture. Are you willing to see what others don't see? Are you willing to believe what others don't believe? Are you willing to take that step of faith? Are you willing to risk? Are you willing to connect? Are you willing, church? Are you willing to live by faith and not by sight? And living by faith and not by sight doesn't mean that you don't see. I mean, that's what I titled this, Are You Willing to See? But it means that are you willing to use your spiritual eyes and not your physical eyes? See, you may come into this room and you see some empty chairs, but what I see is potential. I see the possibilities. I see a church that is going to be an impact in this community. I see people feeling, filling this place. I see angels all around me. I see God's power working in this church. I see lives that are changing. I see lives that are seeking God. I see people... That love God. Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 10. I'm going to ask you to stand. This is not. I don't believe this is up there. But write it down if you want to look it up later. But Isaiah chapter 55. Verse 10 says. That as the rain and the snow come down from heaven and do not return to it without watering the earth and making it bud and flourish so that it yields seed for the sower and the bread for the eater. So is my word that goes out from my mouth. It will not return to me empty, but will accomplish what I desire and achieve the purpose for which I sent it. So church, if God says you are victorious, it doesn't matter if you're defeated. You are victorious. If God says you're healed, it doesn't matter if you're suffering and you're in pain. You are healed in Jesus' name. If God says that you are more than a conqueror, it doesn't matter if there have been some failures in your life it is time for you to get up it is time for you to step out it is time for you to begin to conquer the land that God has declared and given to you church will we receive the rain will we receive the rain are we willing to see that the cloud is growing